This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast as we review week six in the National Football League, and uh, it has started to get a little crazy. Here in New York, it is time to say pinch me after we look at the starts for both the Jets and the Giants. Uh, Let's start with the Giants, who were home today and now are at five and one on the season. And they have become not just a team that knows how to win this year. They have become the masters of the comeback. They have gone in and come from behind on numerous occasions with big fourth quarters. Now, today's game at 20-10 did not look good. The Giants mounted a very good drive to get the game to 20-17. They did a good job there. They had a score. I thought they needed to score a touchdown, not just a field goal. They needed the touchdown there to make that a three-point game. They did, but then they were in trouble. Third and one, with the game now going to be within three minutes. And one more first down with a very good running quarterback was going to be the end of the game because they were going to have to start using their timeouts right there. They get the first down, the Ravens do, and a procedure penalty takes it back to third and six. So that's already a huge break for the Giants there. And then comes a play that's just hard to fathom. Bad snap on the third and sixth snap. We know what happens. Jackson gets the ball and decides to make his run. You figure he's going to run for what he can get and then punt the football. Instead, he throws the ball up for grabs there, and the Giants, who have not had an interception on the season, make an enormous play that turns the entire game upside down. It, it's a ball that you cannot understand why the Raven quarterback even thought of putting in the air, considering his prowess with his legs. And considering that a punt still leaves you in very, very good position in that game, the pass there is just almost inconceivable. But again, break number two for the Giants. This Giant team, unlike recent Giant teams, one we have talked about and stressed coach so well, another big day for Wink Martindale, another big day for the head coach. And this team now jumps, pounces, when the other team makes a mistake in the fourth quarter of these games. Never did that happen in the past, in recent years. Now it happens all the time. But the mistakes, they kept on coming. I don't think I can get on Daniel Jones and call that a terrible throw on the interception because I do believe the penalty impacted the interception. I'm not sure there would have been an interception had there not been a penalty. So I'm not going to get on that pass there, although it looked like an errant pass. I don't know if that's the case for sure, because the penalty 
when they called interference on the interception, clearly, clearly impacted the play. So from there, obviously, they get the lead. The game's not over yet because you still have almost a minute, a little more than a minute and a half and three timeouts. But now more pressure, a strip sack by your number one pick, and the Giants ice it after they get the fumble recovery. So two enormous turnovers late in the game. Big plays on offense late in the game. Plays by Jones. Plays by, the, by Barkley. Smart plays. Superb coaching. And the Giants continue to stun on a day where they are outgained. 406 to 238. Let's be honest. The Giants did not move the football well today. The Giants, up until the point where they started their drive at 20 to 10, had not played very well in this game. They were hanging around. They were hanging around against a better team that looked like it was ready to put them away. And yes, that was a very, very advantageous call. Nothing the Giants did that caused that third and one play to be a procedure penalty when they got the first down. And I believe from there, I'm going to tell you right now, I believe the Giants would have used their timeouts and the Ravens would have gotten a first down on the ground because they're very good at that. So I think using their quarterback, who is very good both inside and outside in those situations, and very hard to handle on three straight plays, I think they would have iced the game there had they gotten the first down, which they did get. But the flag started coming. The mistakes started coming. The Giants took advantage of the mistakes. And now they find themselves at 5-1. and one. Just remarkable, to be honest with you. Uh, so many times the Giants have rescued games that looked lost. It's, this trend started with the Tennessee game. When the Giants are down 13-0 and Tennessee makes big mistakes and the Giants jump all over them and come away with a victory there. Dable and Martindale and the rest of the Giant coaching staff have this team believing in itself, in its coaches. And now the expectations have shifted. The Giants now expect good things late in these games. They now expect to make plays and turn games around late in these games. It is a complete reversal of where they have been the last seven or eight years. A complete reversal. And you have to give the head coach and the organization and the defensive coordinator and the players credit for this enormous turnaround. On a day where, let's be honest, it did not look good. They forced a very talented offensive player into some really bad plays. And those plays turned out to be the difference in the game. For the Jets, it was a different story. They went to Green Bay trying to go 4-2. and And we all know Green Bay's been struggling. But it's still Aaron Rodgers. It's still Green Bay. And the Jets, you know what? 
They dominated the game. I know the game was 3-3, but it was 3-3, but they just shut Green Bay down. They weren't good offensively today at times. They did run the ball well like everyone else has against Green Bay. Hall did get 100 yards rushing, but they weren't great today offensively. But a 3-3, the Davis play sets up 10-3. At 10-3, they get a third and seven sack, and then the block punt that breaks the game open. It goes from 17-3 to 17-10, and then Hall makes the run that makes the game 24-10, and good night delights. This Jet team now believes in itself on defense. It's starting to make plays on offense. They have very good young players. And you see guys who are going to be around here for a very long time. Like Gardner. Like Hall. Like Wilson. Guys who are going to be around here. Plenty of players on both sides of the ball. And this team is starting to believe in itself. Hey, they aren't there offensively. We know that. But they are making leaps defensively. And they have playmakers on offense. And they're doing all the things right, whether it's Berrios, whether it's a block punt, whether it's an aggressive play, whether it's forcing a turnover, whether it's the swagger of God. The bottom line is the Jets now believe They belong, and they, in the last three weeks, have seen their confidence go from really disbelief to now they believe in themselves, to now where they almost have a little swagger, to now where they expect to play well in these games. They know they can match up now physically. So the point I'm making is that game today was more changing of the guard in the NFL. A team that is with an aging great quarterback is headed south versus a team that is starting to ascend and ascend quickly. So to me, this game was very real. This game was not a fluke. I expected a very close game. I really did. I didn't think the Jets would win it, but I thought it would be a game that went right to the wire. I did not think the Giants would win today, but I did think it would be close in their building. I just thought that it would be another tight game, but I didn't think, I really didn't think either one of the teams would win today, but I both thought they would be, that both of them would be in their games. And they both were in their games, obviously. One hung in, despite not playing well until the game turned for them, and they jumped on it. And the other one, let's be honest, they pretty much were in control. From soup to nuts. And to hand Aaron Rodgers that kind of loss in his building. And I think the problems in Green Bay now are very, very real. And clearly, 
something very good is happening in New York football. Now, don't start making your Super Bowl reservations for either squad yet. But they are clearly on the improve. The Giants have actually done it with mirrors more than the Jets have because the last two weeks, the Jets have beat up on their opponents. I understand they got a kid quarterback last week. And I understand that Green Bay's got some issues right now. But you know what? The Jets, their defense is aggressive. It's powerful. It's confident. And it's acting that way. So on a day when they didn't have a whole lot of passing attack, on a day when they did run the ball well, they made enough plays to open up a big lead and coast home against the Packers. Six weeks into an NFL season, Jets at four and two, Giants at five and one. Way past what anybody could have imagined for these teams. Way past. We'll come back and go around the league right after this. You're listening to the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Back with the Mike Francesa Podcast uh, for week number six. Let me start with the game that everybody was obviously uh, very much anticipating. Even though it was not played at a very high level today, I thought uh, sloppy and penalties and Neither quarterback was just as good as they usually are. I thought they both made some puzzling plays. But the bottom line is you had a close game. Buffalo came back, scored to take the lead 24-20 with a minute left, and then Mahomes threw the interception. And Buffalo gains a small modicum of revenge, if you want to call it that. You want to call Buffalo right now the best team in the league? Okay. Kansas City's going to be healthier the next time they play them, especially in the secondary. We know that. This was a game that, like, both teams could have been far more efficient in what they do. They both passed for over 300 yards, actually. They almost matched each other. Mahomes had, for him... You know, an ordinary day, 25 of 43, 38, two touchdowns, two intercepts. Some passes he would like back, some plays he would like back. Allen was 27 of 40 for 329, three touchdowns, didn't make any picks. Didn't throw any picks. I believe that both these teams will see each other again. I think they are both headed for the AFC title game. Buffalo at obviously five and one, Kansas City at four and two. No worries anywhere for either one of them. I do think they are the, without question, the class of the AFC, still the best two teams in the league. And, uh, we will see this rivalry, which has now become the rivalry. You know, it's got a lot of shades of New England indie in it. Uh, 
we will see them again. Quickly, a couple things that I want to note. Atlanta has played very well. They're 6-0 against the spread. They're 3-3 overall. Beat San Francisco today. Good win. Mariota played very well. They've done a nice job there to be 3-3. I have to commend them. I have to commend Bill Belichick. That team was 1-3 in reeling. Zappi was in at quarterback, and now he's won back-to-back games uh, impressively, just beating up on the Browns. 38-15 38-15 to get the Pats to 3-3. Three and three. Very impressive. Browns disappointing at 2-4. and four. First team to take away Chubb in the running game was Bill Belichick today. Completely took Chubb out of the game. And no one had done that uh, this year. Colts needed to get a win. They got it late. Matty Ice had a big game. They didn't have a running game. They didn't have Jonathan Taylor. But Matty Ice had a very big game. Got the late touchdown. Really, really... Uh, Buried the Jaguars, came from behind, uh, scored in the final seconds. 42 of 58, 389 and 3 for Matty Ice today. One thing to note, Etienne, for the Jags, he's got to hold on to the ball. He's got to stop dropping the ball. He's got to stop fumbling the ball. But 10 rushes for 86 yards. Throwing a couple of 20-some-odd yards, catching the ball. He is an explosive player. He just has to be far better in ball security. Dolphins went to Bridgewater after Thompson got hurt. Uh, they're at three and three, but you can't blame them with the quarterback situation. Vikings go to five and one and open up a big cushion in that division. Lions have been bad. Bears have been bad. Packers have been bad. Vikings, 5-1. and one. Bengals with a big win over the Saints. Big come from behind win to get to 3-3. Three and three. Give Burrow credit. He never quits in the fourth quarter of those games. Buccaneers lose to the Steelers. Buccaneers have issues. Banged up, missing a lot of players. Not the same team, but soft division right now at 3-3, three and three, so they don't have to worry. Panthers lose to the Rams. Rams weren't impressive, but they win. Give the Seahawks credit. I said they wouldn't win six games. Their schedule gets much harder, but they've won a lot of games already at three and three. They've won more games than I thought they would. They keep pulling these games out, pulled it out against Arizona today. Give Pete Carroll credit and Geno Smith credit. They've done a good job. And Walker ran the ball well today, and he's going to be a good back. There's no question about that. So... I'm surprised by some teams. Obviously, at the top of the list, you're surprised by the Jets at four and two. You're surprised by the Giants at five and one. No question about that. But you're also surprised by some positives and some negatives. Colts are three, two, and one. They've withstood a lousy start. Nobody's better than three and three in the North. It's going to come down to Baltimore and Cincy. Baltimore could easily be 6-0. and They're 3-3. and They've given games away. Chiefs are 4-2, and but you know what? They, they, like I said, you'll see Buffalo in them. Buffalo is going to get more of a test from the teams in their division than they thought so this year. because uh, the teams are improved. Pats are playing better. Dolphins will get better once they get healthier. And the Jets are playing better. So that division is going to come up a little tougher than anybody thought. Atlanta at three and three, very impressive. Pack is bitterly disappointing at three and three. 
Tampa disappointing at three and three. Very disappointing. Lions, who had off today, very disappointing at one and four. Nobody in the West. I mean, you got Seattle, the Rams, and San Francisco all at three and three. Arizona at two and four. Those teams are going to struggle and beat each other up. I don't think there's any question about that. No one's going to run away and hide in that division. And then you have the NFC East, which looks very, very good right now. And you have three teams with big records. So that division, the NFC East, which used to be the division, was the power division for so long. Looks like it could be a good year for the NFC East this year. But, hey, in New York, where things have been so bleak for so long, football is fun again in mid-October, and that's nice to see. To have the two teams be a combined nine and three. Say it again, a combined nine and three. That is a big change. And you know what? It means November and December are going to be fun around here in football for the first time in a long time. That's a good thing. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan, and you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.